Welcome to the Break the Chains, Find Your Flame podcast. My name is Steve Wopolinik. I'm a licensed mental health counselor and one of the founders of the Promethean Project. Our guests are people who have broke the chains of their limitations and found the strength of their potential. We offer their stories as inspiration and as guidance to help others navigate their quest to find their flame. Welcome, everybody, to episode four. Uh, as always, Steve Opolinik, your host. Uh, today, we have a very special guest. Uh, our guest is Grace Cavadlo. Um, Grace is a personal trainer and a PCC team leader, group fitness instructor, fitness model, and blogger. She's also certified to teach progressive calisthenics, Russian kettlebell, hard style kettlebells, original strength level one, and she is a, a yoga 200-hour teacher and massage therapist. But beyond that, she's a hella cool individual. Uh, Grace and I dig deep and really talk about pretty much everything. Uh, we talk about comic books, obviously. Lost gets brought up. A bunch of other uh, geeky, corny, nerdy, rage things <laughs> come to play. And um, we dig deep into the mindset of exercise, fitness, and mental health. We learn a lot about Grace's background and what she really enjoys doing. And we, we talk briefly about how, how she has recently become a mother and how she balances that with um, training clients, having a social life, being on Instagram, being on social media, uh, really keeping her brand up to its model and, you know, just being a kick-ass ninja. Grace and I actually got a chance to meet in real life when I went and got certified for the PCC in New York in 2017. And she's the real deal. The enthusiasm you see online and in her videos or any of her postings that she has is is genuinely her. And as you listen to the podcast, we get into that a little bit too. And it is something that she considers a superpower. I really hope that you enjoy today's interview and podcast. Uh, if you want to hit Grace up, she has a website called dieselgrace.com. She's also on Instagram at grace underscore cavadlo. So Without further ado, here's episode four. In a world where humanity's potential is imprisoned and locked away, our only hope is to break the chains and find our flame. I'm super happy you're here. I'm excited to do this too, actually. Uh, are we already starting? Are you going to do like an official announcement thing? Or we just- <laughs> I can do it now. Uh, welcome to episode four of Break the Chains, Find Your Flame. Our guest today is Grace Cavadlo. Uh, hey, Grace. What's poppin', Steve? Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> awesome to have you. So she's, uh, we're talking via FaceTime. So if there's any interruptions, let's blame it on technology. Um, cause we all know that's a huge crux. Actually, I was listening to Al's podcast and I think he had a, a, a similar statement when he was interviewing someone recently about like yeah. the cutting out. With Mike and the connection kept getting broken up. Our Wi-Fi in Brooklyn is a tough one to, uh, it's a tough nut to crack. Yeah. 
exact perfect spot in order to get all the, I guess, uh, Wi-Fi capability, optimum Wi-Fi capability. It's funny, it's actually called optimum, but it's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things that like you, you create this grand idea for your name and it doesn't really follow through. Uh, true. It's but true. I will say your brand definitely follows through Diesel Grace. Thank you. Pretty on point. Good job with that one. I appreciate it. You know, I heard the word diesel. I never heard that term in terms of describing somebody's strength mm-hmm. uh, as diesel until I moved to New York and I started hearing that term. I think it might have been Danny that said that. He referred to somebody as diesel or maybe me as diesel. And I was like, what a great word. Right. <laughs> kind of rung well together as my website you know it worked out nicely because i i put that website up before i became a cavadlo an official cavadlo so uh it would have been awkward if it would have had my uh, maiden name in the mix so diesel grace worked out great yeah that makes sense it's like oh who's who's this person that's not her name anymore uh, <clears throat> yeah i think diesel is kind of like a northeastern kind of phrase just like uh, in massachusetts where we're at it's wicked it's a it's a big thing yeah <laughs> It's like, I like that. it's like wicked awesome um <laughs> and anywhere i go if i hear someone say wicked i'm like oh you're from massachusetts and they're like yeah how did you know nice nice yeah i was introduced to the word i was it savage by an irish man i was like savage he said that's savage and i was like yeah it's savage so now i use it mostly inappropriately but uh <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh so before we get started i just want to say uh my sister caitlin langoni uh, who's been on the podcast wanted me to give you a shout out for all your recent posts that uh, she's a new mother as well and just said you know all your posts on like uh post-birth and, and motherhood uh, posts on exercise have, have really been inspiring and uh, she's doing great with that that is awesome she's also a mother you said as well okay. yeah her her son is four months so four months yeah. oh yeah, it's tough. It's definitely the toughest uh, thing I've had to overcome, this whole postpartum training. As far as, you know, training goes, it's not like I was, I was always athletic growing up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when I would learn something, I would kind of like pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. It took me some practice, you know, like the pull-up took me some time. But it's having to like relearn everything after being pregnant and then like just my body repairing myself. It's just right. been a whole other beast to overcome so um i'm glad to inspire other women that to do it yeah yeah that's awesome uh i think even way back when you're talking about pull-up you had a tutorial on on how to do pull-ups and she was like super into that too uh so she's been with you for the long haul oh that's awesome that means so much to me man yeah the pull-up is uh you know as you know one of my favorite exercises and when I was not able to do one, just to get the one, the first one, I was right. like 25. And then to have to get to 10 took forever. Yeah. And then I lost completely, went from zero to now I'm at five. Thing. Nice. And I want chin-ups. So I haven't even attacked the actual overhand grip just yet. I'm a little <laughs> nervous about that one, a little intimidated. <laughs> there, There's something about the pull-up I think is is like, it's a simple exercise in the sense that you basically lift yourself up above the bar and then lower yourself, but it's not an easy exercise by any means. And just to be able to do a couple or a couple of reps is super impressive, but it's, it's considered basic, you know, calisthenics, uh, movement, but it's, it's so good that like, it is. And as far as 
clothes. I mean, it's basic for, I feel, a lot of men. Like, I definitely feel like I've trained a lot of male clients who have been deconditioned and can do a lot of other exercises, but they right. can still sometimes crank out a few chin-ups. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. But women, though, it's like, they in their minds, it's like they've already made it up in their mind that they're like, no, I can't do that. Like, I'm like, oh, we're going to learn how to do a pull-up one day. She's like, most of my clients are like, like laugh at me. Right. Or just like, there's no way that's happening. Like, it's 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 a tough uh, hurdle to get over in terms of when I try to encourage my females to make that part of their fitness goals. They're just kind of like, that's nah, never going to happen. Yeah. But uh, it does. But they got to work for it, for sure. <laughs> and I think that, that kind of blends in really nicely with, like, just the background in, in exercise and, and, and the mind and how it's so interconnected, but people view it as separate like oh I'm, I'm going to exercise that's where i shut off and it's like no you need your mind 100 percent while you're doing this to be mindful in that exercising and that's kind of why i like the calisthenics has been such a big push for me is because you get to be there you get to feel every movement and like the little tweaks in your ankle or your wrist flexion and and it's pretty just great to be in that moment and mindful in the body Absolutely. Very well said, you know, especially when you mentioned the tweaks, you know, I have clients that are like learning how to do stuff like a squat or like a push up and they're like, I'm feeling my elbow. I'm feeling this. And it's like, and I'm like, is it pain or is it just, you're feeling that muscle work? And it's Mm. like, they're activating these muscles that they've never used before. And it's just like, they're still kind of on the fence of like, whether it's pain or whether I'm like, you're doing good. (laughs) you know but you're feeling your body you're feeling those muscles work man very well said (laughs) i mean i think one of my favorite things to do uh, because i counsel adolescents and and adults and and some younger kids and we do a lot of mindfulness practices and we we do like grounding in the sense of like okay let's listen to our five senses and and see what we can actually pick up to be present in this room and, and use our senses and there that's kind of an external grounding I like to do internal grounding with them too, where I'll just have them hold uh, like a low squat for as long as they can or a plank or even like a bridge for as long as they can. Because usually if I just have them sit on a couch, they're like, God, oh, I, I, I didn't feel anything. Like I just feel a couch. Uh, but if I have them hold that, you, you're forced to feel every kind of fiber of your muscle that's being worked or firing. And it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Describing isometrics like as a mindfulness exercise, it really does put you like you can't be anywhere else. You have to be like fully present, you know. And uh, no, it's true about what you said in terms of like uh, calisthenics being like a mindfulness practice and like just like that's really the best way to work out. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel people. I see people sometimes like in gyms and like they have like a screen in front of them and then the earbuds and then they're just like on the phone and I'm like, where are, and they're like, they think they're working out. And I think maybe they convince themselves that that's just how you do it. But I was like, I can't imagine myself, not that I've never done that, but back in the day, I definitely used to be like need distractions. Right. But when I discovered calisthenics initially from yoga was when I learned like, Oh my God, like what have I been doing before? Like I definitely was not working out before. I don't know. I was like a zombie on (laughs) motions, but man like really feeling like every bit of a rep of a squat or a push-up or a pull-up and like being like in your muscle and your in your body is just like 
it's an otherworldly like experience, you know, it's it definitely has changed the way I train myself and, and I try to help my clients get to that point too, you know? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I think the first real introduction, I, I was really into running for a little bit and I, I've kind of backed off a little bit from that. Um, but I did a, a, the big challenge with like not being distracted, I did a half marathon uh, one time with no music whatsoever. I like the, the first half marathon I did, I was like, Oh, I have this pumped up, uh, playlist of like old school hip hop and like, just like eighties music and, and just like really like intense power songs. And then the second time I actually ran with my sister and, uh, she was like, Oh, you're not bringing your iPod. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to try this completely sober of, of any distraction. Sober. And, Good. Nice. Just uh, shoot it back to me so we we, we kind of sure. make it something. I'll tag you. I'll put like sober up distractions and then quoted by you, of course. <laughs> uh, so how did the experience compare between the two? Uh, the first like five miles was not a big deal. Um, it was pretty pretty good. And then around like mile seven or eight, it's like you're just kind of going through things in your mind, and it's kind of like meditation in the sense of like you have all these distractions and all these thoughts that come up and you have to just bring it back to the simple basic thing of what you're trying to do is the run. And in doing that, you really embrace the suck of it all, um, <laughs> which is uh, good and bad. <laughs> and uh, and But it, it's really motivating to, to kind of get through that. And you're like, oh, I'm already halfway through. So I know I can do it for, for another six, seven miles. So let's just get it done. Yeah, I can imagine. I've never done I've run that long of a distance um, before. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing most I've done was like a, a 5K or a 10K. 5K it was. Mm-hmm. And that, I'm not an endurance person, that's yeah. for sure. But but it's but it's great because I think you get really get to test your metal right like you really get to see what you're clearly made of and sometimes you find yourself lacking and it's not like you failed but it's like oh okay this is the part of the game I have to work on improving a little bit right, right on man that's really cool and now you got this bike ride coming up huh <laughs> yeah the bike ride I I might listen to some stuff because we're I'll probably be on a bike for five or six hours a day kind of uh, getting getting it done so i got a lot of like books on audible that oh, i'm going nice. to be listening to okay that's a little better than listening to music a little more educational yeah so. or podcasts you know these podcasts kind of blend perfectly for for just kind of being present but also educating yourself as you're doing that totally kind of totally that's cool man how long is the bike ride again remind me 150 miles is broken up in two day increments so it's going to be can be something but it'll be fun that's intense <laughs> it's diesel or savage even <laughs> right i don't know yeah that's really diesel man that's more than i've ever i don't even know the longest bike ride i've ever done i've never really been an endurance sport person i've always done like track and field and like yeah. i'm a short burst kind of person <laughs> yeah that's good uh so i you know we're we're a decent amount of time into this and i don't think we even went through your background or your story or anything like that yet. So why don't we just kind of get to know you a little bit before we continue? Right on. So, uh, yeah, I'm a personal trainer living in uh, New York City. I have a background in I'm a yoga teacher, 200-hour certified, uh, kettlebell, or Russian kettlebell certified, nice. and progressive calisthenics certified, which is my 
mostly one true love. Mm. Uh, how I met my husband, he is the lead instructor, uh, co-lead instructor. His brother is also Danny, which you've met. Uh, instructs the calisthenic certification with him. And uh, yeah, man, pretty much I have a daughter, a nine-month-old daughter now, about nine months postpartum. So she's been outside as long as she was inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really into tattoos and comic books and, uh, yeah, just mindfulness practices like working out and doing calisthenics and oh, yeah. uh, teaching people how to do all those cool things. <laughs> awesome. Uh, no one's going to – there's no video of this, but Grace has some great tattoos. Probably one of the only people I know who uh, – outside of my friend group who knows who Lion Cat is – but also has a tattoo of Lion Cat, which is amazing from Saga, which is a great book. Uh, one of the best, one of the best. Actually, another calisthenics person turned me on to that. Nice. You know who Kirsty Grossheart is? Garage Gym Girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow her too. She's amazing. She knew, we went, after we went did the certification, she did PCC, um, we were talking about comic books, and she sent me like a comic book care package, and it was the first three graphic novels of saga and i was she's like i think you're gonna love this i really like this and i was like okay that's amazing so many good people in this community definitely yes. one cause to being in a street workout calisthenics community but yeah that was definitely one of the comic books that the artwork in there fiona staples and uh, it's beautiful great story and really. the, the writing you can't get much better right. oh brian vaughn is the man so the man so good. So many good graphic novels and, and story arcs in like Marvel that he's done. But also like Lost. He he was a writer on Lost, which is just, you know, my bread and butter right there. So I did not ever like Lost. No? <laughs> I, You're I, allowed I, some flaws. Season or episode, but I tried I tried to watch it. In fact they used to play it at the comic book store that I used to work at in Los Angeles and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just the characters. In the, in the story, just I couldn't relate to anybody or get on anybody's level. I just I couldn't. I tuned it out after a while. I'm sorry. Nah, sorry. it's okay. It's not every. <laughs> it's not everyone's cup of tea. Actually, my wife and I argue over the ending a lot. A lot of people. Oh. A lot of people don't like it. Uh, I'm a huge fan of it um, because I think that. I don't know. I get I get really like caught up in storylines and like I'll go to movies that I don't necessarily want to see, but I need to see like sequels to things just to see um, exactly where the story arc goes or what happens. Like I saw all the Saw movies, which I didn't really need to see, but I wanted to see what happened to the characters or like around Halloween. <laughs> that's all you, that's all you really need to see like the first one which is classic and the second one that has you know marky mark's brother in it is, is sure. well worth it um but then it starts going downhill a little bit but i'm a sucker for stories so like i'll if i can dig into it a little bit i'll just continue it until i can see where it goes and i'll be happy or, or sad depending on what happens um, yeah it's hard to keep a story going at least for that long i don't know were you one of the game of thrones were you one of those people yeah i, I started reading game of thrones a long time ago so like oh, yeah so nice. i was i'm super into the books and for the longest time i was a puritan in the sense that like i don't really want to watch game of thrones past the point where the books were because i i wanted to read the books first um that's my like geek rage right there 
<laughs> taking over. The last two seasons were not in the books, right? The last two seasons? Yeah, it might, it might have even been three seasons because there's only three. five books out and there's going to be a, a total of seven. And the books are big. They're, they're pretty vast, so there's a lot that happens in them. Um, but yeah, so at some point, me and my wife were just like, he's never going to finish these books and we need he's to catch up. I know. So he said, eh, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there were good things in the ending that I liked, things I didn't like, but I think it was just rushed really. And so I think if they had more time, it would have been more satisfactory to a lot of the fans, but without yeah. any spoiler yeah. alerts, <laughs> we don't have to do any spoilers on here, but. that like jumping the shark right like when a show jumps the shark because it references like happy days where the fonts jumped over a pool of sharks on this motorcycle that's when everyone knew that happy days was kind of done like they were just <laughs> making stuff up now that's funny i had no idea that's where that expression came from i think that's what it is i could be wrong i should get a fact checker on this podcast to, <laughs> to really check what i'm saying History, yeah. So. Now you heard it here first. That's where where it's tied. To. Yeah. Um. So, so, Grace, what got you into like fitness and and exercise? So, growing up, I was very fortunate to live in uh, being a very active family. My my pops was always taking us on camping adventures, and we were just always outdoors. I lived in a neighborhood where all our friends were just constantly all living and going outside, going for bike rides, going for runs, walks, swimming. Florida was very, you know, an active, nice neighborhood that I lived in. And, um, you know, I did sports in school. And then there was a big lull, actually, between, like, high school and, like, till I was about 21, where I didn't really do anything. I was just kind of partying. And um, it wasn't until I moved to Los Angeles and I started uh, taking yoga. That really kind of set me back on that path of, like, oh. Wow, movement is necessary. This is not something to do just for fun, but this is something that I need in my life. And it's funny that you say, I know your message is a lot about like mental health and how that's helped through movement. Mm -hmm. And it really helped me because for a while I was just between at that age that I was from high school till I was like 21, I was just drifting around and I had no idea what I wanted to do in my life. I was just kind of working jobs just to kind of pay the bills, but it wasn't anything that was really like I was passionate about. And when I took that first yoga class, I was like, I had like this epiphany. I was like, this is what I need to do. I need to become a teacher. So like a month later, I signed up to for a teacher training certification and I became certified and started teaching. And that's really when I started to figure out like, this is what I want to do. I want to start helping people learn how to do these yoga poses and then I started kind of led me to doing massage therapy I became a massage therapist and I started learning more and more about the body and just kind of how to treat people not just symptoms but as like a whole you know and that's what I really enjoyed about both of those modalities fitness goals has just become it's a dream job I, I love going to work <laughs> yeah it's amazing um to to be able to 
to do something like that and help people find that path and find their own potential. Oh, uh, so enriching. It really is. It and, really is. And I think what you said, uh, studying movement makes sense when, when you look at the biology uh, and how the brain and nervous system interact, right? It's uh, Yoga is, is fantastic for balancing emotions because it regulates the, the two uh, parts of the nervous system of like rest and relaxation, but also movement and and fight or flight, you know, the, those kind of symptoms. But it also, especially with yoga and handstands and, and things like this, is you're exerting control over something that, like, you're afraid of. Maybe not afraid of, but, like, nervous about doing. Like, when I went to PCC, one of my weakest games was muscle-ups because, like, just I just really didn't train them as much because I really wanted to focus up for the sentry test. So I was just doing reps of the sentry test to get really good. Um <laughs> And I was nervous when we moved on to the muscle-ups because I'm like, ah, oh, this is where I'm a little weak. And, you know, in that that nerve, I just kind of like, hey, it's what it is. Not everyone's going to hit it. And I got like my first legit muscle-up, I think. Uh, Dan- <laughs> yeah, Danny was like instructing. He was like, is that your first one? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, awesome, man. Um, so it, it was. it's kind of cool to to take that microcosmic kind of approach to like, Oh, I, I'm, I may be depressed or anxious about the world in general, but in here I can harness that towards a goal. And like totally. that, just that small amount of control can really push you forward and in, in other yeah. life goals, which is amazing. It's funny. Cause I have clients that, you know, a lot of people sometimes, most clients are weight loss clients. And, um, a lot of times, you know, I, I'm just get them to move and do their things. And then as we progress, I eventually like to introduce like the crow pose. Yeah. And sometimes they ask me like, what am I going to learn from doing this? And I'm like, dude, you're going to become like mentally strong. You're going to, when you practice that movement, you're going to become like, just, you're going to confront fears, the fear of face planting, (laughs) the fear of failing at a certain exercise. And like, when you can overcome that, like that's just going to like spread through like permeate everything that you do. You know, you're going to remember that time that you, were afraid during this nervous during an interview and you're gonna be like hey man you know what this ain't so bad the other day i was able to hold crow pose for 10 seconds you know i looked in the face and said hell no not today (laughs) so uh yeah it's great it definitely has good benefits um i like that like going going beyond fear yeah uh, you know yeah i think that's um handstands for me we're we're very Uh, much like that because you know, I could hold them for a little bit, but like the, the dismounting was like the scariest thing. And then you just like, the more you work on it, you're like, really? Like, you're not going to die from dismounting from a handstand, even if it goes bad. You Um, have a very strong, most people have a very strong self-preservation instinct. And I tell the people, I'm like, your body does not want you to fall on your back. People always imagine themselves like, it's just like falling just straight onto their back or something or, or going too far over. But you're, you always want to like, guard yourself and you have all these instincts to do it you know yeah. so yeah no, that's a good point I'm, I'm still i'm still implementing like the the back walk over the fear that that conquering fear on that one because so you one. fall out of a handstand into a back bend yeah i can do that um awesome well that's what i'm i've been working on even since pcc is like i can drop back into a bridge from standing but like the kick over is the is the and it's all mental because i know i'm strong enough to kick over it but it's like you get to a certain part of of the apex of of it and you you just kind of panic and kick and then you just fall out of it <laughs> totally uh, you do have a killer back then though oh, thanks I'm, uh, very jealous dude it's fairly awesome 
It's years of wrestling. <laughs> men struggle with that that exercise, and yours is just killer arc, man. Those arms, it's nice and open. It's really good. Thank you. I appreciate that. That was actually, I was pretty excited to show it at the PCC when you, you're like, hey, you want to do this? I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> so. like, please. Because, you know, I always get a female to demonstrate that move because I always have like a bunch of like killer backbending queens in the, in the PCC. And it was cool to actually have a male demonstrate that because I know a lot of dudes struggle with that. Mm. So I think it was probably very inspiring for them to see you. Awesome. being so bendy and so strong it would you know that experience was just so amazing the pcc like i still a lot of like people i interact with on instagram are from that that training you know like always liking or commenting on it and yeah and actually that's one of my favorite things that really the community is so awesome and welcoming you know i've been in other communities there's other strength uh, modalities that people can be a little more like nitpicky and mm. like kind of critical of other people and I've noticed that the calisthenics community is the complete opposite they're so like encouraging and like positive and right. I love being around that yeah I think uh I think walking into that room for the first time I remember so this is gonna sound really fanboy but uh I remember walking in the first day and I saw you and Al walk in and I was like oh shit this is real <laughs> And uh, I went down there and I was talking to some people and everyone was like, yeah, you know, we, we train, we're, we're personal trainers. And I'm like, damn, I feel like I'm the only one who doesn't have that specific background. But that immediately was gone after like 10, 15 minutes because it's, you know, you just jump right into it. And like, I loved starting with just like basic, you know, hollow body poses and, and things like that to really work on form and structure. That's, that's the best, you know, like. People go into, I know a lot of people that do go to these, sometimes, like you said, they want to learn the flashy moves, you know, the human flag and the muscle <laughs> up and the handstand, but it's like, in terms of like training other people, most of the time you're going to be training people to do those other basic exercises and right. like even in your own training, like having a strong foundation in the hollow body, a leg raise on the floor, man, just all of that is going to make you better at all those other steps, you know? You just have to conquer them first. Right. Uh, I still get humble. The hollow body, that makes me shake like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty... It, it's surprising, like, if you put your whole intention in there, it can be a really great exercise to warm up to and, and just get your body oh. ready. Yeah, one of those awesome isometrics, like, get in the zone right now, holding this thing. You're just like, ah, like... <laughs> Yeah, it really awakens everything. <laughs> it's pretty pretty amazing. And I and I think you're right. I think a lot of times like I think the crow is is a great move, but also in terms of progressions, it's like a great place to start handstand training and just like hand balance training because I mean, you, you can do the frog and then into the crow and then you, there's progressions and regressions, which is why I love the certification because it's like you learn every step and you don't pass over it just be like, "Oh, wall push-ups or you know, like knee ah. push-ups." It's great to, I was talking to someone the other day, <clears throat> I was talking about push-ups and I was, we were doing a challenge at this like community event and it was like, oh, whoever gets the most push-ups gets a shirt, um, awesome. just to get people active, um, and, and engaged. And I asked her, I was like, oh, like, how do you want to do your push-ups? Do you want to do straight push-ups? Do you want to do like knee push-ups? But I, I was like, there's no shame in knee push-ups. That's a good regression or a good place to start with, with these Agreed. things. Agreed. I know. It's sad. And I hate that the, the name for that is a girl push-up because yeah. it's very offensive. <laughs> it's not. It's hard. And you know what? I've had, I've tested women in the PCC and before they're like, 
press and they're doing those push-ups, I see their arms shaking, and I'm yeah. like, all right, 30 knees down push-ups is no joke. No, it's and not. Wrong woman, like, that even, that's a humbling exercise. When you get to rep 20, you're like, I see them like, okay, let me take a break. And I'm like, and you wanted to do full push-ups, 30 <laughs> push-ups? All right, girl check yourself <laughs> but i think that's relevant too for just anyone like i find myself sometimes if i had like a, a strong workout like in a week and i'm a little tender i'll regress to those or even like wall push-ups just to kind of get the the reps in and get the lactic acid broken down um oh, and that would be my workout and i'm completely fine you don't have to put high numbers up just to no like, no i i usually warm up with like a set of incline push-ups my hands on incline surface and sometimes it's just, that's just my workout. I'm like, hey, actually, it's not that bad. Maybe I'll just only do basic stuff today. And I do knee raises on the ground. And I do, like, easy bridges. And it just, it kills you. If you do the right amount of, like, reps and sets of that, like, it'll, sure. it'll you'll feel the burn. Yeah, shoulder, shoulder bridges. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. What was that? I was saying shoulder bridges are, like, sometimes just doing high reps of that is fantastic because it's, it's got that hinge. And, uh, and that's what I really liked, um, really focusing on just, I was like, oh, my thoracic spine is, is pretty on point. Let me just work on some of this hip flexion and, and, and kind of do it. And like at the end of doing like 50 of those, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty fantastic though. Yeah. Or even just holding the isometric contraction of that for like a minute, you yeah. know, it's all right. <coughs> I'm done. <laughs> Right. I think uh, I, I've wanted to, maybe I'll have my daughter do this with me at some point, but I've wanted to hold a bridge and have my daughter eat her dinner <laughs> on that bridge at one point. Um, but I think I forgot that. I like thinking of creative posts to, to kind of do just to show how versatile these things can be because it's, yeah, it's a lot of great. fun. I love showing that kind of stuff. Uh, it's good because especially especially like a move like that, like it's like a nice bridge and just just having fun with it. You know, people sometimes take their social media for like working out, it's like really intense and they're sweating and it's just mm. like okay, simmer down. You know, yeah. sometimes working out can just be chill. It doesn't have to be like all out. You know, balls to the wall, like dying pool of sweat. Go you know? <laughs> demonstrate a move and you're just kicking it. You're having fun and you're relaxed. You know, yeah. tension and relaxation. Right? We don't want to always be tense. Right. No, and I think that's an important part of the message because so many people, like, you know, when I train people um, periodically, we, we kind of talk about it and, and they're like, or if they've watched The Biggest Loser and they're like, oh, I have to go hard like The Biggest Loser. And I'm like, listen, no. there's so much that happens on that show that's not realistic, which is why so many people gain, gain the weight back when they go home because they don't have, they're in like this structured setting where they don't have to worry about this other stuff. And so that's why they can commit to this kind of stuff. Um, and, and even like in counseling here, when we talk about nutrition, a lot of people, they're just so skewed on like what, what it is that like how to eat. And they're like, what diet do I do? Which, what should I do this? And I was like, it's simple, man. Like if you want to lose weight, cut out some calories and exercise. But if you want to eat healthy, just eat natural stuff. (laughs) Yeah. No, people want to do like this extreme they want like just like you to say something extreme, like, all right, you have to cut out everything. You can only eat meat and vegetable and that's it. Nothing else. Water only. And then it's like for exercise, you have to like do something, work out until you're just like a pool of blood and sweat and tears on the ground. And it's just like, okay. And that stuff is not sustainable, you yeah. know? Like in terms of like long term uh, results, like 
you need to like what you're doing. And I have people that ask me all the time, like, what's the best diet and what's the best uh, workout? And for workout, I'm always like, well, what do you like doing? You like doing bar? You like doing spin? All right, cool. Do that on the regular. You know, maybe just kind of five days a week for certain things. Oh, you like doing, I don't know. I don't like to tell people, oh, just only do calisthenics because not everybody's into that. You know, right. I have some yeah. clients that do body weight stuff and they love it. And I have some clients that they have funner when we, they have more fun when we do kettlebell stuff or lift right. a barbell feel better about themselves, you know, maybe doing uh, a heavy barbell lift as opposed to doing, like, maybe a knees-down push-up. So it's like, whatever gets them excited about working out, like, that's the best workout, you know? And if you're doing it and you're progressing, you know, it, whether it's adding a little bit more weight or, you know, just kind of messing with either the frequency or intensity of it, you know, you can get results. But you just have to have fun. It can't always be like, I hate working out, it sucks, you know? (laughs) whatever <laughs> no exactly my favorite thing is my family uh so my brother does martial arts he he lived in taiwan for a number of years doing martial arts up there my sister awesome. does like uh yoga and like different like hit kind of workouts and her husband uh does a lot of like heavy lifting kind of like weight competitions right and so it's cool to have those different dynamics in the family because sometimes if we have the time we're like hey let's do a workout and we'll mix in people's interest right so it's not always like yeah let's just do pull-ups and push-ups or like i just recently started working on deadlifts um because i had never really done them and so i was like oh you know i want i want to see and uh it's kind of super super fun for me (laughs) just i don't do it all the time but every once in a while just walk up to the bar and like do a couple reps and it feels pretty pretty awesome dude i totally feel you you know i told you coming back from like my postpartum, I was just like, you know, I couldn't do a pull-up. I can't do a pistol squat. There was a lot of exercises that I was unable to do, like, right off the bat when I was able to start, when I was cleared to work out again. And I would just feel like crap about myself. I'd be like, I couldn't even do one rep. And I was like, ugh. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing back squats. And then I felt really good about myself being able to do a big old back squat, like a heavy back squat, as opposed to, like, barely being able to do some messy pistol and yeah. it got me moving and it got me feeling confident and uh not that i'm not training my pistol and stuff but yeah i feel you man sometimes it's good to mix it up you know like and revisit those kinds of uh other stuff just to kind of keep it interesting <laughs> i think it's funny too because when, when you look at it with like exercise and all this stuff it, it, it seems like you're in competition with is some people really take that like so you hinted at it with crossfit like a lot of people are either super into it or super not into it and then like oh, no, I do bar work or no, you know, I do strongman competitions and stuff like that. And there's this discord, but I always find myself like, it doesn't matter, right? Like, we're not actually going to compete against each other in some like end of, end of the world kind of strength competition. There's nothing really. So for each person, it's like, hey, man, you do you and I'll do me and we're good. And we, we don't have to argue about that stuff. Yeah, it's cool. When everybody can just kind of like appreciate each other's modalities and not be completely like closed-minded like or say like one is better than the other you know mm-hmm. for you it is this is good for you this this works for me and uh we could all still be a happy family <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh so grace we only have a, a couple minutes left i have a, a, some clients coming in um so i have a couple questions i just want to ask you just our, our standard check-in questions of, of the podcast uh so there's two um and the first one is all right so we talked about the world of comics if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? 
I would like to be able to teleport. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I would like to just be able to, yeah, like be sort of, either that or be like really, really fast, like a Quicksilver type of person. Nice. <laughs> And that definitely has benefits being a new parent, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I could just do stuff really quickly, be like one area. Plus, I also hate the idea of traveling. But I guess in terms of like doing good for humanity, I don't know what that would do, except for just I wouldn't have to get on a plane anymore and travel. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so are we talking about one that's good for me or one that's me benefiting humanity? Well, I mean, like, one that's good for you would help you with that kind of giving back, right? So it's kind of one and the same, right? If yeah. you If you feel clearer or have more free time, you have more time to give back. So that works. Look at you. That's that, You said that better than I could, brother. <laughs> All right. And then the, sec, the second one kind of goes along with that, but it has more real, real life a- applications to it. So what would you say your actual superpower is? superpower is I guess my enthusiasm my energy you know I I, um, I try to Al always says I'm very good at like I don't want to say faking enthusiasm but I'm definitely like when I'm with someone when I'm at work or when I am in a with a client uh, whether, no matter what bad things are happening in my personal life I can always just suck it up and just be super positive and bring the thunder, bring the energy for that person because that to me is the best way to be a trainer and a human, you know, and um, I feel like I want to be selfless in a way where I want to make people feel good and when people at six in the morning and they don't want to work out and let's say I haven't slept because the baby was up all night, like, I'm not going to bore them with that. I'm going to be there for them, and I want to be there to hide people up and make people excited. So, uh, yeah, I try not to be a rain on anybody's parade, man. <laughs> That's great. You know, a lot of people might say, hey, fake it until you make it, which I've always had issues with that um, because it yeah. implies you don't have that power, that ability. I like to look at it as more as, like, allowing yourself to kind of access a different part of yourself to kind of make it through like give yourself permission yeah especially sometimes it helps you work through whatever it is you're feeling you're just like all of a sudden like wait a second i was angry about something a second but right now it's not about me it's about this person and then sometimes by the end of that session you already forget what it is you were upset about or sad about and you just kind of move on so hell yeah yeah that's great it's, it's that idea of like i think al had an article on it of viewing something as not I have to but I get to and it yeah. automatically it puts you in that positive frame of mind and it opens up so much more like that that law of attraction like what you put put out there come comes back to you that's how you flavor the, the lens of everything Definitely. awesome all right so Grace any last bits of wisdom or anything you want to impart to everyone and I'll include all your information on, on the post too so people can like hit you up on the website and everything struggling with your fitness goals a lot of people they get nervous about just getting started and the first step is to just get in the gym and do it stop talking about it start moving whatever it is if it's just getting on the ground right now and doing a set of push-ups or doing a set of squats whatever gets you moving whatever gets that blood flowing whatever makes you feel good just start doing it and there ain't nothing to do but to do it 
So right. no excuses, get moving. You'll feel better, I promise you. <laughs> awesome, words of wisdom. Well, as always, Grace, thank you so much uh, for everything and being an inspiration and uh, putting good content out there. I think it's amazing to see the updates on, on everything. Um, thank you so much, brother, for having me on here. It was an honor, and uh, I hope we get to talk again soon. Awesome. I look forward to it. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. If you're interested in being a guest, please send us an email at info at theprometheanproject.org. If you're interested in getting more information, you can hit us up at that same email or visit our website, www.theprometheanproject.org. If you like what you're hearing, please feel free to uh, give us a five-star review or do any kind of review that you feel is necessary. And um, hit that like, hit that share, let people know what we're doing. And as always, the most important step in any journey is the next one. We'll see you next time on Break the Chains, Find Your Flame.